This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Good evening everybody and welcome once again into Come On Kind here with myself Martin Quilty and as always I am joined by the lovable Anya Farrell. Anya, how are you this evening? Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Nobody has ever described me as lovable. It's great. Thank you. Yes, I'm great. I'm well, great I could now. certainly say something else but like, I mean, you know, there's one lady present in the place anyway. I mean, you know. Um, yeah, I'm great now. Good thanks, Martin. <laughs> she's looking over at me again. Right. How was your weekend anyway? Yeah, great weekend. We had a great result um, for the seniors on Saturday, you know, so it's really after setting up for, uh, you know, a big massive game this weekend in the park as well. So yeah, all good. It certainly is. And we'll be, you won't and we'll be getting mm. to that later on. But last weekend was also a huge logistical nightmare I suppose for somebody trying yeah. to organise the John we- or John Welsh I was going to say John Welsh is here in the morning but no the John West Fela competition that took place over the weekend and we had several teams that was involved in and two of them came away with pieces of silverware and I have the first of those winners on the telephone line and I am delighted to be joined by Michael Ryan who is over the Tullaher Ross Birkin team and Michael and Tullaher actually came away with a trophy. Michael how are you this evening uh, very good Martin very good uh, after a great weekend it certainly fun, was fun. a great weekend for yourselves um, give us a little bit of a rundown I suppose first of all on the weekend uh, you were taking part in the regional blitz itself so whereabouts were you located at the weekend we were, we were down in uh, the perfect GA down in Limerick Martin um, yeah it was, it was luckish yeah it was, it was great 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 facilities down there uh, luckily enough with the weather to to the great day. Um so nearly start all right. We were we were we were we had to be down there for ten o'clock so we were on the road at I think we left Lister Lynn at seven o'clock so it was it was all it was all stations go at that stage. Um yeah, so uh first game first game was at eleven o'clock there against Shannon Rovers. Um we got off to a, a very good start. Um we got you know some early scores there and got a good lead up. And luckily enough, we were able to hold on to it there. And I think we ran out in that game 3-7 to 3 points uh, against the Tipperary champions. Okay, and who, uh, did, you, who second, did you play the second game? Second game then, Martin, was uh, Mona Lane from Limerick. Not a very good game, but very competitive game. Um, again, luckily, luckily enough for us, we, we won the toss and we, we were playing with the wind. Managed to get a few early scores on the board there again. Um and just were able to manage the game after that, and we we we, were, we ran out kind of comfortable with our winners in the end. I think it was, it was five four to one two. So yeah, very happy with that. Um, third game then in the group, we were kind of into the semi finals at that stage. So um, we came we came up against Blarney a Carb. We were a really good side, really tough game. Um, again, again we won the toss, and we were lucky lucky enough that we had the wind at our backs in the first half. Got the scores on the board and ran out in that one three five to two goals. Um, so we were into the, into the semis at that stage. So we were up against the, the second team in, in Group Two, who were Clontarf, who were a really strong physical, athletic team. Um, again, again we won the toss and, and we're with the breeze. So again we got the scores on the board and um, we're able to get up a lead and 
you know, we were managed again in the second half against the wind. We brought back a few of our players and we defended and uh, the score in that one was two eight to a point in the end. So, you know, it was a good win for us in the semi final and kind of set up for the final there at that stage, you know. Well, it certainly looked like that you had a bit of luck on your side anyway with the toss and with with the well or the, with the well the elements. Why can't I talk right today? The elements that was there with yourselves as well. I suppose it was important maybe to win the toss and get an early lead up on your opponent as well, and not to be trying to chase the game as well, which looked like that you were able to do in the three games. So you won the games, you won the semi final coming along. Then you find out that you're playing in the final. So was the final in the Pearsick as well over the weekend? It was, it was Martin, yeah, yeah, it was on. They had two pitches there, and uh, uh, yeah, just was in pitch two, was fine pitch. Um, yeah, very good pitch, very good, con- very good in very good condition, and then yeah, we came up against Blarney again. Probably yeah, Blarney were probably the best team that we met all day, uh, and we came up against them in in, in the final. And uh, look at <laughs> we won the top again in this one, which was just so unreal. Like I think I think as you were saying there, we won four out of five top of the day. So luck, luck was on our side, and sure luck, I suppose you need a bit of luck to, to win any final. And this time, this time they got the start on us. They got they got early goal, which kind of rocked us a bit. But uh, look, at we we stuck at what we were doing all day, and we kept 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 subbing away, and we managed to get a couple of goals back. Uh, I think we scored four three without replying in the first half, and, and good going. Pretty much, kind of won the game for you, really, and you know? all. Uh, Michael, tell us what was the was the whole event done over the the one day? You started early in the morning, obviously, and the final did that take place in the evening, or was it like the old format that it was split over the couple of days that you play your league games and your semi final maybe on the Saturday, and then you come back the following day to play the final, or had you to play all of the matches on the same day? No, so it was all on the one day, Martin. It's kind of a new format they have now. Uh, yeah, so 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 everything was done and dusted in the one day. We 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 played our as I said to you we played our first game I think at eleven o'clock and we, played, we didn't get to play the final until half five so it was a long day and it, we were tired but look at we 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 were just delighted we were just you know and as a, as a coach or a manager of a team as well when you have uh, I suppose such a long gap and you're playing so many matches in the, the time frame that's there as well how difficult is that to manage girls because obviously you can only bring I think it's 24 am I right in saying the panel to the, the region or the national failures so it's not like you have 35 or 36 girls there that you're able to pool and drag girls out of etc so it is a relatively small pool of girls that you're trying to work with so how how difficult is it to try and manage all those games um, to have them in, I suppose, such close proximity and having the day drag out then until you're playing a final at five or half five in the evening. Yeah, it's, it's tough going, all right, Martin, to, to keep them going. But uh, I suppose we we learned a lot from the from the the, the county, the county failure, you know. Uh, and we were able to kind of iron out them those problems on the day. We were, you know, nutrition was a big thing, like uh, you know, but they had plenty of plenty of food and plenty of the right food for the day. And um, I think I think that really stuck to them, you know. And uh, also, we, we, you know, we were able to give, give them a rub if they needed it, and uh, yeah, just 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 keeping the nutrition into them, keeping the food into them all day. And you know, we were lucky enough; we only had we only had one or two injuries on the day, and we were able to kind of rectify them, and, and it didn't really didn't really hamper us, you know. Michael, it's a great experience to be involved. Obviously, we've held Fela here in Kilkenny on two occasions, and I know the boys actually the the regional one of the Fela games was on in Castlecomer at the weekend as well. The whole experience for the team themselves, like I know you had the bus, you went to Limerick. Um, did you go down the night before, or did you go down in the morning? 
No, I went down the morning and we were on the road. And said we were, we were on the road. Some of the girls got picked up there at 27. It was an early start for us. We were kind of we were kind of dumbstruck for a while, but you know, we got on the bus and and, and you know, it was, it was grand. We were down there. I think we were down there at half nine, twenty to ten, or, or around that time. We were lucky enough. We were on the road early. There wasn't much traffic, so no, it was grand. It was the, the journey down was grand and. The whole, the whole event then for the girls as well because that's what I was leading up into because obviously you had the bus journey down you had a bit of crack I suppose with the girls they were all rearing and buzzing to go to be part of the fail then you get down there you have the whole the day the experience etc then you have the final and I don't know what way they work the final but normally a host club they might be a piper they might be a pipe band or something for a small bit of a parade etc how did the girls themselves find the experience of the fail Ah, look at Martin, un- unbelievable, unbelievable, you know, uh, look, after the county fail, like, we knew that we were representing our club, Tuller Osberkin, went down to Limerick, representing our county, Kikani. I mean, that was, that was everything for us, and it was such a buzz, you know, every, everyone was so proud to, to be representing the club and the county, and just, uh, you know, the excitement around, before it, even building up to it, you know, the fundraise and the whole lot was just a magical experience for everyone you know yeah it certainly um, is and and I don't mean this disparagingly towards you either but I suppose when it comes to yourselves you're relatively a small club you won the Fela in Kilkenny representing the Fela nice to have a black and amber jersey in but for yourselves as a club um, and again I mean this respectfully you don't win a lot when it comes towards the year so to come home out of a regional Fela for this group of girls as well to follow up with the county title is certainly something special for the club and for this group of players themselves ah, it's, it's, it's amazing it's amazing Martin you know uh, it hasn't really it, it hasn't really sunk in with us yet you know but it, I tell you it feels good um, we, as you said we haven't we haven't uh, we haven't won a whole lot but uh, you know this team has been very successful like we, we won like we won two school competitions there last year so like that that was a great platform for us you know and we kind of we kind of built on that and like, kind of gave us confidence you know um, and and like you know the Kilkenny the Kilkenny fail was so competitive like every game was just a cup final and we only we only had a few points to spare in any of those games like and a, a brilliant final against James Stevens and I think that set us up and gave us confidence you know I think I think we were fairly well ready for Adam after that you know yeah well we're absolutely delighted for yourselves as well um, we were looking back through the, the photographs and even the video of you coming back in the bus as well um, and landing in uh, Listerlin uh, with the whole team and the trophy etc the excitement um, the whole buzz around it absolutely fantastic uh, delighted for yourselves obviously because I'm down from your neck of the woods down that direction and I know how much work is put in um, in the, the background as well with everybody that is involved so to see and again I mean this to the, the bigger clubs that's around Kilkenny as well and all around Ireland it's always nice to see the smaller clubs doing well because those players are as good as some of the, the town teams or the bigger clubs etc and they don't always get the recognition that they deserve so Michael and to everyone involved in Tullerher to your panel all your backroom team and everything congratulations well done brilliant to come home as Fela champions and we wish you the very best of luck going forward in the championship this year and who knows it could be a really successful year for Tullerher 
hopefully anyway Martin look thanks very much for that Martin appreciate it no more than welcome Michael and thanks a million for joining us on Come On Kind here this evening that was Michael Ryan from Tullahar Ross Barrick and part of the management team and Anya as I said you know this yourself being and I mean this respectfully to yourself as well because you've said it um, before Tullaroan is a relatively small club yeah. when it comes to other clubs around so for the likes of Tullahar mm-hmm. and them to come away from a regional failure yeah. with a trophy mm-hmm. having gone undefeated mm-hmm. is a fantastic achievement yeah it's a huge huge achievement Like, and you know it's obviously like you know we applaud like all the clubs that, that win um, that win any of their finals over the, the weeks but I suppose when you see like a really small club like you know really doing well and being able to you know bring a team to the, to a national level and to come home with a trophy it's absolutely brilliant and I suppose like everybody kind of talks about the fail and you know in years to come you know the, the question would be asked to those girls were you on that fail a team that you know won um, won that year whatever the case may be so it's a huge achievement and it's really important for the development of these young players and I think like you know Tuller Ross Bergen seem to be doing an awful lot of work um, over the last few, uh, over the last few years and even just publicising themselves like through their social media networks and everything like they really really are doing a lot of hard work down there so it's absolutely great to see It certainly is uh, Did you ever take part in failure yourself? No Never never. <laughs> I never had the I never I was never any good enough for it I I'm going to ask you this question one of these days did you take part in something and the answer is eventually going to be yes to me Yeah no unfortunately I uh, didn't get the opportunity but yeah it's absolutely it's, it's really it's really great to see and it's, it's brilliant for all the clubs that have been involved It certainly is brilliant well somebody else that oh, someone else poor Jason's on the line because I transferred him over uh, someone else that is going to be joining me because they did come away with victory as well it is the second team from Kilkenny that came away with victory over the weekend and that is Dixborough and one of their mentors Jason Dempsey is joining me on the phone line right now Jason how are you this evening good sir Martin, I'm good, but I hope this isn't live because uh, we had agreed that we are going to do this at 8 o'clock. Oh, sugar. Sorry, you're dead right and it is live and I did actually say that I was going to do it at 8 o'clock, didn't I? Right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hang up from you right now because... No I... problems, Martin. I was on the pitch here with the girls so I'll come back at 8 o'clock. Good well, that, that's great. I'll chat to you at 8 o'clock. I forgot, completely forgot about that. My apologies, Jason. Um, right, okay. <coughs> See, my... Yeah. Shut up you over there now I'm telling you Laughing her head away Right let's delve into Different matters now Because she Yeah I'm I'm putting up A barricade here now So I don't have to look At the laughter Going on away To my left hand side here uh, Matches the weekend Let's yes. start with The senior Camogie game Between uh, Kilkenny And Dublin mm-hmm. uh, In the Glendimplex All-Ireland Championship Yes Good win for Kilkenny Let's be fair Because They kind of needed it In a way To bounce back after the Wexford game uh, two weeks previous Mm -hmm. and they went with it uh, with style because the minute they hit the pitch and we even said this from high in our commentary position it looked like they were really up for this game they were focused ready to go you could see the intent that was going on with the warm up and it um, it worked very well Yeah it looked really well and I don't know maybe I don't know maybe it's just because I haven't been concentrating on their warm ups in the previous matches but I feel like they even like changed their warm up up as well like I feel like they were doing something different and I suppose like you know coming away from the back of the Wexford game the management probably had to kind of think right okay we need to do something different here we need to freshen something up here we need to change it and they've clearly worked on this over the last two weeks like Sunday was or Saturday was a massive game for Kilkenny you know if they didn't get a result 
their season was more or less done. It was over. Like, oh, so, it would have been, yeah. You know, so it, like it was huge, hugely important for them. And just the way Kilkenny, I suppose, they went about their business, you know, first out into the field, got their warm up done. Um, but they looked really like tuned in, really, really focused for the match as well. Um, then they got into it, like the, the damage was really done in the first half. They had 210 to, they were into the half time, 210 to seven points up. And, you know, I suppose those two absolute belters of goal from um, Aoife Prendergast and from Katie Noel. And certainly, really kind of push, really put the matters to bed at that stage. But there and let's talk about those goals yeah. because the first one for me for Prendergast, yeah. we don't see it very often. But when you have the likes of Denise Gall and Eva Prendergast mm. in around the edge of the square, you want good high ball down in on top of them, let them put up the hand and yeah. catch it. Eva Prendergast is probably one of the up and coming forwards we've seen this year yeah. the ball came long can't remember who it was exactly that mm. put it down the way she anticipated it it was Laura Murphy was it it could have been yeah. a small you know I don't know maybe there was a slight little nudge but look you get these things you don't get these things the ball went in around the back Eva picked it up dispatched it to the back of the net there was no stopping the goal going in that was for sure and that put Kilkenny on their way certainly yeah it definitely did kind of fired them up it did and then there was a bit of a lull so yeah. there was about four and a half minutes we reckon that the two teams were still fighting one another and trying to get scores and the backs were doing very very well which we're going to allude to shortly mm-hmm. and then the sucker punch came yeah. Casey Nolan's goal yeah absolutely brilliant unreal and you know what I suppose that's what they had been missing against Wexford like there was no real kind of like killer instinct there and I suppose like listen that's probably what the lads went about again and you know they had to work hard they had to do something different and I really feel like and I said it earlier on as well like I feel like against Wexford there was nearly too much passing of the ball going around at times overplaying it yeah like and it was kind of at the stage where like they were in really good scoreboard positions but they wanted to pass the ball on. It was like, I don't know, for all the world, it was like they nearly had to keep possession of the ball for a minute or whatever the case may be, let the clock run down. But against Kilke- against Dublin, every single time they had an opportunity to score, they, they took, took the score. Yeah. Every single time they did it. And I suppose like consciously in the back of their mind, they're probably thinking at this like, hold on, if things go down to score difference here at the end of the day, we need to make sure that we're taking every opportunity that comes our way. Um, you know, so definitely I think when the killer instinct is on for Eva Prendergast and Katie Nolan, they took those goals absolutely superbly. But you have to admit like the, the forwards worked extremely hard. Like I thought Eva Prendergast worked great and you know what, I was delighted to see her getting the goal she works extremely hard she's a good honest leader you can see her even going around the field like you know even when they weren't like you know seven eight points ahead or whatever she was like come on lads keep going keep going like she was constantly encouraging the team you know constantly like getting them to keep moving keep working hard and that's what you want to see it's great to see because you need somebody there that's you know that's really vocal that's well respected to be able to go around and do that and you know it was it was excellent it was brilliant to watch it certainly was half time comes Mm -hmm. they go in they take their break they come back out we were chatting to Myra and East Galari at half time high in the, the gantry as well and she wasn't too hopeful for a Dublin comeback mm. um, she even said a couple of things that maybe we might allude to uh, shortly as well to see whether they're right or wrong 
she was fearful of the result yeah. that was going to come their way and right after the restart as we said Denise Gall at the edge of the square gets yeah. a ball in tries to round the player mm-hmm. she was going through in fairness to the referee he was given the advantage none coming he pulls it back free awarded 20 metre free she puts the ball down you can see a quick little glance over to the sideline yeah. the next thing ball is buried top right hand corner of yeah. the net and her reaction afterwards I have never seen Denise Gall so fired up you could see I don't know, was a frustration or passion or just something that was coming out in her, but she let a roar out of her that we could hear and a fist pump. And mm-hmm. that certainly drove the team on. My only criticism of the whole day is they probably didn't push on enough in the second half. And I know Brian did allude to it afterwards as well, that maybe they could have got a couple of extra scores on the scoreboard. Yeah, like I think, do you know what? Like it was. But it's not even a criticism as no, such, like, like, it's just think, an observation. Yeah, like I think, I suppose, like when any manager goes out there and when they get the victory they always want more they always want their team to like you know to, to get more like, yes, yes he's obviously happy that they got the three points on the board it kind of you know dusts off the shackles from the previous week and you know any good manager is going to know that there's going to there, there has been flaws in the game like it's it's not perfect and you know he's going to constantly want that more but I think Kilkenny will be I think they'll be happy yes okay there was a couple of missed opportunities but I genuinely think for 90% of the, of the ball that Kilkenny had in their possession they did the right thing with it. Yeah, they weren't really too wasteful no, with chances. No, and they weren't messing about with it. And I kept on saying it on the radio the other day. They kept it so simple. They kept their hurling nice and simple. And you know what? But it is it's, a simple but game. But it is a simple game. But against Wexford, they were trying to overcomplicate it. And look what happened. Yeah. Whereas with Dublin, they did the simple things right. They got in, they got their scores where they needed. And to me, like, obviously Miriam missing this year, you know, the target woman inside in that full forward line. Denise Gall I think certainly answers those questions Yeah, I think Julianne her work rate is really needed out in that full forward line now Let's talk about Julianne for a minute yeah. because she's picked to start at full forward mm. but she's not No, she's like a roaming adventurer because yeah. no matter where you look she could be in midfield one minute she could be down in the half back line at the next minute and it seems to be that there's a bit of space that's left in there then for the balls to go into the nippy corner forwards yeah. or to change it up a little bit and maybe give a high one in then to Denise Arifa at the edge of the square you, the backs don't really know then what's happening because you're changing things up a little bit and you're messing with their heads and they yeah. don't know whether to go or stay or what the answer is. So direct hurling or camogie, whatever way you want to put it, seems to be working. Yeah. But they also have a little bit of variety in the pack as well. They do. They certainly do. Because I feel like with a lot of the, like maybe the Leinster campaign, I feel like they were really kind of trying to see if they could perhaps establish Julianne as like the, 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 the full forward in there. And... Like she's a fantastic Camogie player. There's absolutely no doubts about it. But I think where she's at her best is when she's further out of the field because her work rate is unbelievable. Yeah. Like if she's named at number ten, you can guarantee you she ain't staying there. She's going down. She's helping out her. There was one stage she was in between her full back line mm-hmm. and half back yeah. line, helping out, clearing ball. And I think it was actually one of her. I think it was actually her distribution of the ball that landed in to get Kate, help with Katie Nolan's goal. Like you know, from her playing there, like to where she was helping out her team. And I think that's what's really like. It's it's a massive prevalent. It's so prevalent for Kilkenny this year that they're constantly working and especially on Saturday I found their work rate every single one of them was up but I do think Denise Gall I'd say she probably now maybe the lads are trainer in full forward or trainer we don't know but I definitely think 
kind of looking at where they were last year and what their target was last year, I think Denise Gall could certainly be the be the, the missing ingredient in that full forward line. You know, I thought when herself and Eve Prendergast were in there, they worked extremely they hard. When Katie Nolan was in there, they worked extremely hard as well. Like, and it added a bit of a spice to it. Like, I'm kind of thinking now, like, okay, right. There's choices there. Yeah, there's massive choices. And like, I suppose then like the other fear is like Denise you need to do we need her out the field because you know she works so hard but I actually think she looked more ha- she looked happy and she looked comfortable and I felt like she kind of had kind of maybe gone back to her old self now not saying that she, you know she wasn't happy like or anything like that but she just felt really relaxed and comfortable maybe having that free roam being able to like stay in that position I thought it was a really really good performance for Kenny yeah well, well. Tommy on. Um it certainly was uh, right um, let's go through the results from the weekend's games can we just then. talk about our backs though our backs were phenomenal well I was going to put weekend. that in for uh, the Tipperary when we come yeah. to previewing it because they're working. they're going to be important <laughs> as well yeah. there was one other game going ahead in that and that is obviously Wexford and Tipperary and this game was down in Belfield it was victory for Tipperary 315 to 12 points yeah, which huge. is a big result mm. um, to be fair I mean it was pretty close um, up to coming near the end of it mm. and then Tip just seemed to put on the afterburners and uh, went away and won it comfortably enough were you expecting the uh, scoreline the way it was with the, the margin of victory I had Tip to Tip to win but I felt like... You didn't like, think, I don't think it was going to be that no, margin. I, I felt like, the, you know, confidence and momentum was really, was, you know, Wexford were on a big, massive boost at the moment, like, um, and I felt like they certainly would have pushed it up to Tipperary, but I think, like, like I, I would be very, very weary of Tipperary this year. I feel like last year, they know themselves, they probably had a very, very dismal championship last year compared to where Tipperary needs to be at. And they probably had to go out way and work on themselves, not just physically, but mentally as well, because they had, you know, quite a poor year. And I think this year they're coming back. I think they're hungry. I think Tipperary would have, you know, they would they would highly regard themselves as certainly in the top four in the country at the moment, if not in the top three. And I think they want to make sure that they make amends for it. I'd be wary of Tipperary this year. I really would. Okay, well, let's move along to Group 1 because all of the games are going to take place this weekend. Um, and which is not nice because the groups themselves mm. doesn't really have any bearing on where you're finishing so yeah. it's nice that we now have matches that's actually not going ahead at the same time mm. so at 3 o'clock games we have two in group one the first of them is going to be Clare and Cork this game is on in Cusick Park in Ennis We've said it before, we know how hard Cusick Park is to go and play and Galway found it very hard to be clear there. They've only done so by a goal um, a couple of weekends ago. So, who do you see winning this game, first of all? Like, it's a tough one, but you have to be looking at, you really have to be looking at Cork. Yes, I know, Clare, you know, they put a really good performance in against Galway as well. They were only beaten by three. Three, three points, three yeah, points, 113 yeah. to 13. Three yeah. against Galway. So, like... <laughs> You know, it's it's obviously a big game for them, but you'd have to, you'd really have to be fancying Cork in that. Okay, and moving along then to the last game in that, and that is Down and Galway. That's going to take part in Park Essler in Newry. That's on at three o'clock as well. So. Do we think that Galway is going to win this one? Yeah, you'd have to say that Galway will surely be coming out with that, coming out with their victory, and that should just look at then potentially having uh, Cork and Galway. I think that group was very, very hard for the likes of Clare and Down. You had yeah. you had Cork and Galway that were in it, who you would expect them that they are going to be coming out of that group. Well, I tell you one thing: if Clare could get a result, yeah, 
out of that. I mean, a draw is no good to them because the there's a ten points difference in it at yeah. the minute. So um, they need a win one way or another. Clare has to win, but I mean, it certainly would be some result for Clare if they could beat Cork to be huge and knock Cork yeah. out of the All Ireland series. Like it to be huge, and I suppose like you're thinking, about, you're looking at Clare like yes, it is in their own backyard as well. Like and. If they have an opportunity and when their backs are up against the wall and they're going what in, more complete, motivation yeah, do you really need? Well, like, like you know, go out, put in the massive yeah. performance, your best performance you have ever put in, and you can put yourself into an All Ireland quarter final. Yeah, exactly. On the other side, but then I suppose Cork are looking at it; they could still top the table here if they put in a put in another good performance. Uh, no. No? No, because if Galway win, they're going to be on nine points from three games. Oh, but we'll say like if something was to happen. And Galway didn't win dramatically. dramatically. Um, there is a possibility. Yeah, yeah, I can't see that happening anyway. Okay, let's move along to Group Two then, where we said Kilkenny is in this group, obviously. And these games, actually, I won't. I'm going to skip and go to Group Three because mm-hmm. these games are on at half past four instead. And this is the meeting of Waterford and Antrim. Hard to believe it's Waterford's only game at home in the whole of the Championship Round Robin series this time, and it is against Antrim, four thirty p.m. SETU Arena or the old WIT Sports. Sports Arena down in Carrigonore, 4.30pm throw-in. Waterford and Antrim both already true. Yeah. No matter what happens, this is just... for both teams really, isn't it? It is, but it's, I suppose it's just to see who tops the group because you do really want to be in the pot to find out whether you're going to go straight into a semi-final or not. So the motivation to get to the top of the table and top the group mm. and potentially avoiding a quarter-final for either of those teams, I think yeah. is still huge for either of them. Yeah, it is, but like... Yeah, like like I suppose like when you put it that way, it probably is. But I think like I actually think the best route back going is actually playing quarter final. You've said that, yes. I just feel like if there's an option, and I know people are kind of looking at going. Hold on, I would rather be sixty minutes away from an All Ireland final than sixty minutes away from an All Ireland semi final. Okay, but I'm going to flip that on the other side to you because you can't beat momentum. Yes, going into a game, and even if it's a dead rubber for the two years qualified, you do not want to lose momentum going into either a quarter final or a semi-final yeah no you're dead right you definitely don't I think it's going to be a tough task though for Antrim I think having to actually come down to Waterford because you can see Waterford Camogie there at the moment you know you can imagine they're going to have a massive crowd wherever that game is going to be like they have a huge following huge support system down there now at the moment and it's great to see but you would have to be have even at club level I mean I was at the junior league final the other evening because obviously my sister has transferred over to Clon A um, and they were playing on Ryan last night Mm. in the, uh, the junior final cracker of a game apart from the bloody weather but um, yeah I, I was very surprised actually with the, by the amount and the, the crowd that yeah. was actually at the game so there's huge following for Waterford huge. at the minute absolutely huge following and it's because like do you know what the guards are putting in the work themselves like they're working really hard and they're trying to put Waterford on a pedestal and trying to put them in a really happy really good place like and I suppose Waterford are probably looking at this where you know <laughs> 12 months ago they were playing in All-Ireland semi-final and in Crow Park like and, and probably very it. very like Almost without a doubt probably the most unluckiest performances like they were literally minutes they had away. one foot in it yeah they were like and I suppose like that just showed the experience of Cork then as well but yeah like but they have a new great. manager as yeah. well this year and Sean Power seems to be instilling a bit of confidence he also mm. seems to be instilling a bit of ruthlessness yeah. and when you have the likes of Beck Carton that's after breaking the 100 point mark in 10 games this year mm. I mean you have a, a now, serious forward there as well yeah like my only fear for Washford Go on. Have they been tested? The answer to your question is probably no. Do you know, and I think, like, I think, do they probably need, like, an All-Ireland quarter final for that reason alone? 
you know what I mean? Well, we'll hear from Brian Dowling later on on his thoughts with that because he thinks game after game, building momentum, yeah, you know, you're important. bouncing from one to the other is important. Mm. But uh, right, so who are we going for then? Waterford, Antrim. Waterford. Well, when I say we, you, I mean. So you're backing Waterford. Yes, I'm backing Waterford. Okay. Offaly and Limerick. Um, again, this one is probably a dead rubber. Uh potentially be the looks of things or again I haven't really seen the, the format in it but it may not be a dead rubber to a certain degree because like the intermediate championship that we'll be talking about later I think it's only the bottom three teams that actually goes into the hat like the top teams for the semi-final draw so you have three teams that go into it I think the two teams come out of it and they play in a preliminary relegation game or relegation semi-final the team that's left gets the boy into the relegation final and whoever wins the other game then goes and plays that team in the relegation final um, if I'm not mistaken okay. so where is me um, where's me informers right so the bottom three teams will be put into a hat next Saturday and two teams will be picked out to play a relegation semi-final on the weekend of the 8th and 9th of July and one team will go straight into the relegation final on the 15th or 16th of July and play the losers of it's like oh it's the losers of the semi-final yeah, sure. The winners are surely not. The winners stay true. Yeah, the winners would be staying up. They'd be say like being pu- pulled in a bit closer there oh, now. Sorry, so. being pulled out of the hat. Like you're kind of being given an extra life a when, if, you're, bit, if yeah. you're being pulled out of the hat to play the semi final. Because so really, this game to get out of relegation. This altogether. game then is a huge important game to both of these teams if they want to keep up their status for yeah, next for season next season it's huge like it is it's a big game for both teams and I suppose kind of looking on it our Limerick will probably be very disappointed coming off the back of an all quarter final last year find themselves probably yeah. in the midst of a potential relegation semi-final um, but, but I think they'll have enough I think they'll have enough on Offaly the only thing is if it is a draw yeah. It is awfully that it is going to go into that hat because there is a 12 12 points difference at the yeah. minute, yeah. Yeah, no, I would be kind of I would be swaying towards Limerick. Okay, so you're going for Galway and Cork to come out of group 1 with Galway to top the group. Yeah. You're going for Waterford and Antrim to come out of group 3 with Waterford to top the group. Yeah. And we're going to move to group 2 then where Kilkenny and Tipperary are going to be playing at the weekend so these are the 6 o'clock games this is why I say it's great because there's 3 hours between them um, and people can potentially be able to go to one and maybe watch another one etc if you're near enough like the the likes of in Waterford or whatever Um, so let's start with Dublin and Wexford first of all massive game for Wexford huge huge like there's certainly going to be an awful lot of pressure on Wexford going into this and Wexford will be relying on Tipperary to do them a favour against Kilkenny if they're going to keep their dreams of getting out of the group alive. Well, you've actually put the cat among the pigeons there now because there's a few parotations in this one. Go on. So, if Wexford beat Dublin, yeah. they are depending on Tipperary to do them a favour. Yeah. If Tipperary beats Kilkenny, yeah. between the two results of Wexford beating Dublin and Tipperary beating Kilkenny, there has to be a combined total of 24 points. What I mean by that is, if Wexford beat Dublin by 12 points, 
Tipperary has to beat Kilkenny by more than 12 points for Wexford to go through. There is 24 points of a difference currently at the minute between Kilkenny and Wexford because Kilkenny is on plus 12. Mm. Wexford is on minus 12. So for Wexford to qualify for the All-Ireland Final, there has to be more than the 24 points in it. So Tipperary would have to beat Kilkenny by 13 points or more if Wexford beat Dublin by 12. If Wexford beat Dublin by 15 points, Mm -hmm. Tipperary would have to beat Kilkenny by 10. So whatever way you combine it, there has to be 25 points in the difference difference, for Wexford to qualify. Now, this is Wexford and Dublin we're talking about first. So, number one... Do you see Wexford winning the game? Number two, do you see Wexford winning the game by a margin the same as Tipperary and no. Kilkenny won it? No. So I think, <laughs> just going to cut you out there straight away, um, Wex, I do think Wexford are going to get a victory over Dublin, but they're not going to get, they're not going to get anywhere, it's not going to be a massive, massive victory. I think they'll, I think they'll get, I think they'll get it over the line Um but I can't see it being I can't I can't see it being a twelve point victory. Really can't see it. Well, I mean the two of them did play in the Leinster Championship and Dublin did come out on top again and now as I say, mm. this is the Leinster Championship, the yeah. All Ireland series is completely different. Yeah. But for Wexford, I mean, it is motivation. Like Wexford have more to gain. This this game is so much more important for Wexford. In a bit closer now, good this one. game is so much more important for Wexford. Now, obviously, it's an important game for Dublin as well. But like you know, just looking at there at the moment, Dublin can't. They can't qualify. Dublin can't qualify. No. no. Now this also brings me to the next point. So you think that Wexford is going to win? They're not going to win by a huge score. That's going to really challenge. If Tipperary did beat Kilkenny in the other game. So there's there's no real fear of that happening, you don't think? No. No. Okay. Absolutely. Let's talk about Dublin now at the minute because we were talking to Myra Scalari earlier on and, you know, there was other people that have said this previously as well. If you look at what happened to Waterford a couple of years ago, they got relegated out of Division 1. Yeah. They rebuilt, they got back up into the Division 1 uh, B final, they won that. Mm -hmm. They're now in Division 1. They got to the All-Ireland semi-final last year. Mm -hmm. They won the league this year in Division 1 B. They're back up into Division 1 A status next year. Yeah. Momentum for them is building. So, do Dublin need to actually be relegated to try and rebuild to get them back up to the top or is it completely detrimental to Dublin if they do get relegated back down to intermediate status for 2024? Um, I don't think they'll get relegated. Should they be relegated? No, I don't think they should be really. Uh, okay, I can see why some people would say that, but then like we okay, and again, I don't want to come across like I'm being critical to other counties here, like at all. Like no, I know that, like, but it's just an opinion. Like, like I think the likes of I I do think awfully. I think they could do with being rege- relegated for themselves. I think to help with the overall development of Camogie like it's there's nothing worse than a team going out every week and not or every week and every year and not being able to compete. Awfully, we're one of the best forces upcoming forces in Camogie at one stage and they just seem to have slightly dipped in it now their underage teams are doing extremely well they won a minor B or a minor C All-Ireland last year the year before won the minor B last year last year so there is there is players coming through yet it just hasn't it might just take an extra year for them to develop onto a senior onto a senior placard but I suppose like 
I would Could that work the other way though? Like if they are relegated and the teams that's coming up the way, like it might work for some teams. Yeah. Like we said, okay, the the league relegation work for Waterford. It has helped them. But for someone the likes of Offaly or for Leash later on, you know, when we're looking at possibly the intermediate or Carlo, mm-hmm. even for that effect, they could be coming into it. Would that be detrimental for either of those two counties? Like, could they bounce back within a year or two to come back up a grade? I think they could. Like, I think. I think what would probably help is, especially I think for maybe the likes of Offaly, because like, you know, I'm just looking at a county on a smaller scale. Um, I would say that they probably have maybe more of an invested interest in players playing if they were able to, you know, if they were getting competitive games. And I think that you'd, you'd maybe see a lot of players wanting to get more involved in it. Um, yeah, I think you know I, I think Offaly would really really benefit from it I know teams don't like to don't like to say that they're they're being relegated or whatever the case may be but sometimes I think you just have to put pride aside and you have to realise what's better for Maybe the future Maybe look at the bigger picture Yeah, look at the, yeah. look at the bigger picture um, and I think you know deep down I think you know certain counties would be happy with that situation they kind of have to look at the development of the, the county as a whole Okay so on the relegation front then you're looking at down Dublin and Offaly being in the relegation uh, dogfight as we'll call it yeah and you think Offaly is going to get relegated I think Offaly I think Offaly will get relegated yeah okay let's go back and jump back to group two then and obviously the Kilkenny and Tipperary game is going to be a huge game for both counties Tipperary are already qualified we must that is a fact yeah um, they are qualified for the knockout stages Kilkenny can actually top the group if they can beat Tipperary at the weekend now, mm-hmm. as we said, you can't beat momentum, mm-hmm. right? So they had a lull against Wexford, yep. bounced right back against Dublin at the weekend. Can they take it that next step further and beat Tipperary and top the table and get into the knockout stages draw for either that quarterfinal or the semifinal? And we'll tell you all about that very soon as soon as Oni gives me her answer. I think so. I think Kilkenny will come out with it, will come away with a victory on this. I think like certainly their style, the way they approach the game against Dublin was very, very different the way they approached the game against Wexford and I think probably in hindsight the best thing that ever happened to them was that result against Wexford you know it's no harm no harm having a little blip you know it might kind of maybe push is fireworks. it a deja vu when you look at the Wexford issue right last year we were down in Wexford mm. or was this 2020? 2020 sorry 2020 they were down in Wexford you weren't with us that day it was the poorest game of Camogie we have ever seen. It was last year, wasn't it? No, it was no, 2020. 2021. And, no, 2020, because they won the All-Ireland in 2020, didn't they? It was the first year of COVID. I don't think 2021 they won it. They won it in 2020 and they won it then again in 2022. No, there They didn't win it in 21. They weren't in it. So it was definitely 2020. That was a poor game. Mm. They built momentum from that game Mm-hmm. even though they won that right but yeah. it was a poor game they built momentum on and on and on and on won the All-Ireland final mm-hmm. can they do the same thing yeah. because they had a good game against Wexford but they laid them back into it yeah. draw game Yeah. can they build momentum from that and go all the way this year I think the I think the better the opposition that Kilkenny played the more they rise to the occasion um, like I think 
maybe a team that you know wouldn't be regarded as like a, a top a so-called top tiered team to be stop talking I'm losing my trail of thought here trying to think like sorry my apologies to you're, you you're bowled the two of you you're absolutely See? you're, you're See? absolute you're scamps <laughs> Um, my trail of thought has gone there now. Oh yeah. Anyway, you were talking about the momentum and the big, bigger teams right. and they put so up. The bigger, I think they actually, I think they rise to the occasion. I think that when they're playing like there are so-called top tier teams, I think that they actually match the performance with them. I think when they're playing the so-called, the, now again, the so-called weaker teams, that maybe their, maybe their performances tend to maybe slack off a bit. I do think this is a huge game for Kilkenny. Kilkenny know that they still have to win this game if they want to go on. What's vitally important, it's like huge, one it's way a or huge another, game. they have to win. Yeah, and it's a Kilkenny Tipperary rivalry like we've never seen it before. And I think that I think Tipperary are certainly the on-form team. There is no question about it. They're putting in some really good performances. They've been working extremely hard. They had a decent league campaign as well. Um, great Munster campaign too. I think Kilkenny are going to come away with a victory in this and I think it's going to be it's going to be a huge performance I think this is where it's going to be the the winning or the losing of the Earl Duffy Cup is going to be this weekend Okay so you're predicting the three winners are going to be Galway Kilkenny and Waterford Galway Kilkenny The group winners Waterford yeah. yeah Okay, so what we meant earlier on by getting into the knockout stages is there is two teams that will qualify out of the group. So the winners, which is three, and we have the runners-up. So the three teams, the three winners of the groups will go into a pot, which will be drawn live in UPMC Nona Park on Saturday evening. So we will know what's happening. Yeah. So three teams are in a pot. Two teams come out. Those two teams get a boy into the semi-finals. The remaining team then stays put, and the other three teams then the group runners up are put into the pot as well, and they are the quarterfinals. So mm-hmm. they play one another. Those quarterfinals are down for the weekend of the eighth and the ninth. One of them is on the Saturday evening before the Galway and Limerick Senior Hurling semi-final. The other one is on the Sunday before the Kilkenny and Clare Senior Hurling semi-final. Absolutely brilliant I think that this is the case because it gives bigger promotion they could be potentially by the time this game is finished 40 odd thousand in Crow Park like which would be nearly unheard of um, for a camogie game so it really is huge for everybody Mm -hmm. Um, and then those quarterfinalists will go on and play the semi-final winners in UPMC Nona Park on the 22nd of uh, July and they have an afternoon throw-in of 3.30 and 5.30 just wanted to be sure on that so yeah that is the case um, so really the the prize is huge for either team that gets into it now we know you've said it as well that momentum is brilliant and mm-hmm. you need to get possibly quarterfinal positions etc yeah. well one man that we also caught up with as well at the weekend and that was Brian Dowlin and first of all he spoke to me about the Dublin game but you will also hear about what he thinks about playing week on week in week in week out even um, and let's see what he had to say himself yeah, Brian Dowlin, congratulations. They're saying it's a lovely breeze over here. You must have been baked over in the sideline conditions. Very hard out there, but then again, it's nice to be playing in sunshine. I oh, definitely won't complain about that. Look, I suppose it's, it's, it's hard on the sideline there and it's so hot, so I can imagine what the girls are feeling. But uh, look, we're delighted with the victory. I suppose we came up here today to, to get the points. You know, we knew the position we were in. If we didn't get him, we were out of championship, simple as that. So we had a job to do and we, we got it done. Move on now till next week. Talk to us about the game in general because you could see that the intent was there right from the warm up the minute the girls hit the pitch 
pitch here in Parnell Park you were determined to go away with the victory here and you certainly done that coming away 3-14 to 11 points and one is conceding 4 points in the second half good uh, return overall for yourself yeah, look we're extremely focused because we had to you know, we knew we had to win today because I said you know, we'd, we'd no chance to any slip up and we're out of championship and you know, the girls are very focused we're very positive after the extra game we knew ourselves for the last 20 minutes we didn't perform I thought you know, looking back on the match top, we played some brilliant hurling against Wexford got some great scores we were 10 points up and we just let it slip and look, we just had to use the learning curve and we, we looked at our mistakes and looked at the positives and, and said we had to build on it for this week and look we did I suppose the second half again wasn't wasn't brilliant um, you know, we'd like to obviously push on a bit more and get a lot more scores but look um, it is what it is now and we have to move on and try and rectify that for Saturday night We were just talking to Denise and she was talking about how down that she in particular was and I'm assuming the rest of the team probably felt the same after the last day against Wexford how hard was it to motivate the girls to get back up here for the game today especially with the position that you were in and letting a 10 point lead drop all the way it, it still wasn't a loss Yeah look and that's we said that in the rest after the match we didn't lose we said at a point and said to the girls it was still in their own hands whatever happens if we win our last two games we top the group and that's the position we're still in we won game left and you know we always said kind of tip game would be the one that, that'll be the, 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 the game, big game and that's the way it is now and look it wasn't it wasn't hard to get motivated we were all, everyone was extremely frustrated disappointed after losing ten, ten, or giving away a 10 point lead and it said look we had to wait two weeks to get out here today we had a couple of brilliant training sessions with loads of hurling there we're, we're very positive and we just said look we have to rectify that and you know, I think we showed intent there we got a couple of goal chances in the first half we went from you know, Denise looked over at me there for, for the free I said go for the goal she was hitting the right in training and she was absolutely taking it out of the top corner so you know, a player like that I think you have to go for him and look it was a big score obviously because I think it pushed it out to a 12 point lead which is great Her reaction afterwards as well said it all was it I suppose a bit of frustration building up but also maybe there was some bits that was after being written about she possibly in newspapers and that before the game as well and she was talking about maybe a lack of respect that's coming for this team I mean after all you are the reign and all Ireland champion so how do you feel about all that stuff? Oh, look I suppose we, we use that kind of stuff and you know I suppose we're kind of used to teams writing us off over the last number of years um, but look again we look at ourselves and we set high standards with this group and we're very disappointed what happened in, in Nolan Park two weeks ago you know in any game you can't be losing a 10 point lead look fair play to Wexford that said that but you know we look back on it and it was, it was our own errors simple mistakes you know not winning the rooks and things like that and you know we let in three goals you can't let in three goals at this level and look we really sent out a message today that we weren't going to let in a goal and fairness to the, Ethan Norris in the backs we kept a clean sheet today which is brilliant so um, look again we scored in 4-14 was it I think or 3-14 whatever it was so look we wanted to get a few more scores than that just points wise so look there's a lot to work on we, we won't get carried away with today like we didn't get carried away after drawing against Wexford so um, we'll get the heads down now and, and try to get right for tip and that's only 7 days away next Saturday evening at 6 o'clock it's a home game against for you in UPMC in Owner Park what's the plan for the week uh, look we we'll train Tuesday and Thursday I suppose the way this year has been very strange we've kind of had a lot of we seem to be doing all seem to be training the whole time I'd say the girls are probably sick of us but um, look training is going really well and we just feel we probably haven't had enough matches getting to a flow so look I'm delighted that's week on week I think that suited us last year I think we bounced in from one match to the other I think we improved every week and look we know we have to improve hugely for the tip game um, from today especially in the second half because you know, tip are flying at the Munster champions they hammered Dublin the last day as well you know they're some brilliant players all over the pitch so look we just have to get ourselves right now and, and get folks on that job Well congratulations brilliant performance today well done to the girls brilliant work rate as well and we look forward to next Saturday okay, Thanks Martin Thanks, Martin is right. Uh, here was me thinking that I had a little bit extra time there when Brian was chatting away. Right, it's time that we move on to the person who got player of the game and 
an unbelievable goal as Brian said that was Denise Gall because she was outstanding I mean the goal herself was reminiscent of a penalty that she took in Crow Park on all Ireland final day back a couple of years ago and Denise had this to say to me after the game Denise Gall you're here with us after the match the sweat is absolutely dripping off you tell us first of all what was conditions like there because the sun was beating down on top of you was it hard to play in that game first of all today? Um, I know it was very warm I suppose but sure that's the kind of day you want to be hurling in which was lovely and good weather sure what else could you be at I suppose Come here to me the, the last day against Wexford you were probably disappointed you came up to Dublin today looking for performance you certainly got that <laughs> 3 14 to 11 points you were on the, the score sheet yourself happy enough with the performance yeah very happy look to be honest I think that match against Wexford last weekend it felt it was probably the most down I've been in a Kilkenny jersey even all Ireland finals I don't know what it was and I think we were all the same we just knew that we were way way better than that and we wanted to come up and prove a point I suppose we heard some things said in, up in Dublin papers maybe during the week that was highlighted to us by the boys so extra motivation and look we just we've not we just wanted to prove something to I suppose ourselves and to everyone else Okay, well I suppose that leads me then to the question because I was going to ask it earlier on the goal that you had on the 20 metre line you were going through on goal you were fouled referee pulled you back into it you were having a small little chat with him before it you bury the ball into the back of the net and your reaction afterwards just told the story you could see how much it meant to you but was that building up inside you that momentum and maybe what was said about that Kilkenny team in the, the papers before the game? Um, yeah, I don't know at that moment now but probably I suppose it just gave us all a bit extra motivation like where we don't really get probably the respect we deserve especially up here I think but um, look if we just look at each other and we know how good we can be on a day like this so it's just great that it actually I suppose worked out for us today When you look at the championship overall four points from two games it's not a bad going you have an important game next weekend then against Tipperary momentum going into that game now you won't fear Tipperary coming to Kilkenny I'd say you're going to enjoy it No look Jesus those are the kind of games you'd be relishing and look Tip won't fear us either so it's a yeah it's a, it's a big battle between us um, always and look we, we'd be hoping to just prepare get ready for the week and look coming up to Nolan Park where we, I suppose we want to have a big performance in there it's, we seem to not, maybe not show up as much and look the, the Wexford match was disappointing but we, we did blow them away for the first 40-50 minutes which we can learn from as well so look it's just prepare right and get our heads back into it now um, big massive match I suppose against Tip now next weekend and while the team performance was brilliant overall your own performance as well 1-9 on the day I know you don't like talking about it you always talk about the team but certainly a great tally and a great haul to have after the game yeah it was good I suppose it was nice playing inside <laughs> inside for a change um, look there was loads of space in there and in fairness the girls hitting good balls and myself and Aoife seemed to work well off each other in there and then you've like say, Kate and Olin and I suppose uh, Julianne and them coming in but yeah no look just happy to contribute as always I suppose and look drive it on from here it certainly will drive around. Congratulations. Great performance today by the team and yourselves and best of luck next weekend. Yeah, thanks Martin. Best of luck is right. She was absolutely unbelievable and you can hear I suppose the relief on you in her uh, voice as well of the pressures. It's, it's kind of off a little bit now. You know, getting that first victory in the championship you want to do it you know, going in and then playing Tipperary at the weekend as well. It's going to be a huge game for um, the seniors and we are going to be there live this Saturday from 6 o'clock for that game. So tune in to KCLO 
Moore and you'll be able to hear full live commentary from myself and Anya because she will be joining me as always. At least I think you're joining me the weekend, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't let you down. Well, I know you wouldn't. Right. We had a little bit of a blip earlier on because this man was out training. So let's see if we can do this again. So, uh, do the... Uh, you, uh, uh. Right. Oh, I don't want to give away Jason's phone number live on air. And that didn't work out. Oh, it did work out. Right. Let's go. Here we go. So let's see if we can do. How are you, Martin? How's it going? Jason. <laughs> Sorry about it earlier on. I completely forgot about it. I was just after finishing with Michael Ryan down in Tullahore. We were having a chat about the failure. And the next thing I said, Jesus, I looked up at the clock. It's time to ring Jason. Forgot all about that you actually had training. Yeah. But um, hopefully, training went very well for you this evening. Yeah, it did, yeah. No bothers at all, Martin. You're grand. So that's the, the nature of being busy, isn't it? It certainly is. Come here to me. Like uh, Tullahore at the weekend, you actually had a step further to go because he as the Division 1 champions in Kilkenny actually went to the National Fela competition itself which has been held in Connacht this year up in the Centre of Excellence as well don't think he were staged in the Centre of Excellence though for the full day so let's start give us a rundown of the whole weekend for yourselves from the start uh, right through to the first lot of games that you had then on to obviously the Shield competition and eventually coming away as the Division 1 Shield final winners in Fela 2023 Yeah, yeah no problems Martin thanks very much um, great to join you here uh, so yeah our weekend started on the Friday we decided that we were going to take it, uh, the bulk of the journey and get it over for us on Friday because uh, we did actually have that um, venue in the Connacht GAA Centre of Excellence in North Mayo up near Knock uh, people will be familiar with it so we journeyed up on Friday afternoon to Athlone and had a, a kind of a rest day and a bit of a a light session in Gary Castle GA on Friday before staying over in, in a hotel in Athlone and, and making sure the girls all got to bed early as, as uh, was, the, was the plan for the evening anyway that was the number one priority uh, Saturday morning then we, we continued on our journey about an hour from Athlone up to uh, the Connacht GA Centre of Excellence fabulous facilities up there Martin uh, they've over um, eight outdoor pitches and uh, the dome itself that people would be familiar with was another pitch which is in use as well as a, a full-size astro pitch so when we landed there you can imagine there was um, obviously a huge crowd I think there were estimated nearly 7,000 people were on site for the day so it was um, it was organised chaos you could say they had the Division 1 hurling up there they had the Division 2 hurling up there and they had the Division 1 camogie uh, so it was um, helter-skelter right from arrival our first game that day was at 10 past 12 uh, we were in a group with uh, Newcastle West Turlock Moore of Galway and Newmarket of Fergus from Clare uh, and the other side of Division 1 you had Borland um, from Tipperary you had Newtown Chandram from Cork you had Duffy Rovers from our neighbours in Wexford and then you had um, who was the fourth team it escapes me there now um, would it be Luke and Sarah that, that was the other side of the draw so our first game was against Newmarket and Fergus was clear 10 past 12 um 
pretty slow start by our girls unfortunately we didn't get off to the pace that we wanted to get to uh, and they, we shipped a, a conceded a couple of frees which really put us behind uh, by about four points to, to no score um, but we, we drew back into it we were fortunate enough we got a penalty and uh, may have already stepped up and buried the ball to the top of the net so pulled us back into about four points to a goal just before half time they scored a goal or a point then just before half time and it finished uh that half, a uh, 12 minute half, very short half, Martin, five points to a goal. So we were up against it, but uh, we tried to rally for the second half, and they came back and uh, defended their, their leads really and defended as well. They were resilient in, in the second half, and uh, really there was a low score in the second half with a point apiece. Uh, we, couldn't, we couldn't break down their defence and uh, get the ball over the line to, to draw back level. Uh, so that game finished uh, 1 1 to six points in favour of Newmarket and Fergus. So a very competitive team. Um, so it all moved on then to the next game um, at half one. We were playing uh, Galway champions, Turlock Moore. And uh, we had to win this one to stay in the cup competition, knowing that the pressure was on. So uh, Turlock Moore had won their first game as well. So we started well, actually. We got a goal again. Maeve Doherty stepped up and, and got a great goal for us there in the first half. Uh, sorry, a point to start scoring in the first half from Maeve uh, from a free. Um, so it went in at half time there. They were two points uh, to one up on us, uh, but we were well in the game. There was absolutely none in it. Very, very skillful side, Torrid Moore, against our own very skillful side in the Borough So it was a very closely uh, fought game. Uh, second half then it, it opened up a little bit more they got an early goal uh, went 1-2 to a point up and we were, we were against, uh, against, uh, against it then really trying to pull our way back into it Maeve Doherty stepped up because scored another good free for us and um, they, they got another score then another point so it was 1-3 to two points uh, coming into the closing stages of the game then uh, Maeve again our centre forward uh, got his great goal pulled us right back into it but unfortunately we couldn't draw it back uh, and that came finished 1-4 to 1-2 in favour of Turlock Moore so our cup uh, intentions or um, intentions to win the cup then were, were over at that point having lost the two group games uh, so the heads were down unfortunately uh, we knew we were still in the shield with one group game to play uh, so we had to try rally the troops anyway and come back around and that, and that was done in fairness we came in and uh, had a good out chat to the guards had a bit of a bite to eat and, and came back around uh, to step up to play Newcastle West Limerick champions um, great game uh, by both sides and I think uh, both sides realised at that stage that you know, they were finding form after three games into it which is probably too late in the day to be finding form in a failure competition um, we went uh, we went to goal up uh, in, in the first half and they pulled it back and it was all square at half time they had three points we had one goal uh, and we were well in it um, the game finished out then in the second half um, they got another two points uh, and we got a point and finished with a goal they finished to the last goal to win it and it finished 2-1 to 1-5 8 points to 7 in favour of Newcastle West but the performance really there was upped uh, immensely and uh, we knew the girls were kind of coming on song for the Shield semi-final which was coming up um, later on that afternoon then regardless of the score of that game so um, we, we did bounce back and we realised then we were into a Shield final there's still a, an All-Ireland title to be won uh, Martin which is um, nothing to be um, 
you know, it's something to fight for. It certainly is. Did. Certainly the girls did. And we, we drew Luke and Sarsfield in of Dublin, the Dublin champions in the Shield semi-final. So, um, great positive start to the game. A very high-scoring game compared to the other ones. And uh, at halftime, we were up, I think it was 1-4 uh, to 1-3 at halftime in that game. So, in the second half, then we really pushed on. Um, Sophie O'Reardon, our corner forward, really stepped up and uh, got uh, in quick succession uh, one two for us, uh, which really put us in the driving seat for that game and eventually finished out 2-9 to the Borough, 1-5 to Lucas Arsfield. So a real positive win, uh, and the gander was up at that stage, heading into the final. Um, so uh, we drew uh, the team who we met in the third game, Newcastle West and Limerick champions in the Shield final. So they, we both had a good look at each other in uh, the, the third round game. Um, and we knew exactly what to expect. So the kitchen sink was thrown out by both teams, really, really usually competitive game. Uh, we got a good start. Emma Hogan, our full forward, got a good goal in the first half, and we led at half time, one, three to two points, and you couldn't call it at that stage. There was a, a fairly strong wind uh, which had blown up in, in the centre of excellence at that stage. Uh, we played with the wind in the first half and had to defend it in the second half. So um, into the second half then, again, Sophie O'Reardon, who really came on song in the, in the Shield semi-final, got in with a goal for us and followed by a point by Emma Hogan. Um, so it was 2-4 uh, to us to six points to Newcastle West at the end. Uh, great delight by the girls to come away from the tournament with something. Not an easy tournament to go up there and actually uh, to, to take anything away from it. Again, now the eight teams that qualified for Division 1 in the country, the Borough took uh, the second silverware, which is an offer. So they needless to say, there was a happy journey home and uh, delight and smiles on around by the girls who uh, so, um, you know, so uh, gallantly took on uh, the challenge and uh, done their club proud, their family proud and their county proud. So yeah, we're well, delighted with our, with our lot for the day. Um, and a great experience over the weekend. Uh, a lot learned. A lot of those girls now who played will be underage again for Seda next year and uh, will know all about what the competition structure is like and the intensity of it. So, well, fair, fair play, Jason. I, I, I think yeah. that's fairly comprehensive rundown now of the, the complete day. Fair play to you. Um, and well done to yeah. Dixborough and all the girls um, and yourselves there as well because, as you say, any time that you go to a national or a regional failure and come back home with a bit of silverware, it's certainly is a fantastic achievement and we congratulate you and uh, your backroom team and all of the team there in Dixborough on a fantastic weekend well done on bringing home the silverware um, and it's great that Dixborough has a national title to its name to add to Tullerhurst regional victory as well so uh, a great weekend for teams with Kilkenny Camogie not about it, Martin. Thanks very much. Uh, great, great to have the opportunity to talk with you. Perfect. Lovely. Jason, thanks a million for joining us on Come On Kind here this evening. And apologies about the mix-up earlier, but you're, hopefully it didn't interfere with training too much. And we wish you the very best of luck in the upcoming season as well for the championship when you're going to start it in a couple of days' time as well. Yeah, 100% Martin. All the best. Perfect. Jason, thanks a million. That was Jason Dempsey. They are one of the coaches with Dixborough having a chat to us about the failure and giving us a fairly comprehensive rundown, in fairness, um, about uh, Dixborough's uh, exploits at the weekend in the Centre of Excellence up in Connacht. And we, we commented on this, actually, what it would be like to have the Dome, especially after the rain um, over the weekend. Uh, it, it, it's a fantastic place up there. I've never actually been, only seen photographs and videos of it, but it looks really, really nice. 
Anya, let's move quickly along then to the Intermediate Championship because there was one game that took place in the Group 1 which has Kilkenny not playing any game in this since the... 10th of June mm. a long time away but it was victory for Galway in this one 114 to 19 uh, which took if I'm not mistaken Galway off the foot of the table it did and there's one game remaining in this at the weekend and that is Cork and Galway so Kilkenny is already through they have 9 points Cork and Galway are now battling away at the weekend and the two teams will play one another in the last round of matches and Cork need victory in this game now to progress which we didn't think do we be waiting possibly on that to happen mm-hmm. um, for the weekend to see who goes out of the group as runners up can Cork beat Galway or can Galway excuse me keep the momentum going and maybe cause an upset and knock Cork out of the championship it's a hard one I suppose like you know we would have been kind of looking at Cork as definitely like you know favourites um, you know to probably head the whole way to an All-Ireland final this year and you know they're kind of really in a situation now where they haven't had a game they need Galway have literally got their games on the way so they've had more of a competitive game a lot sooner than what Dublin have and I suppose you know for I suppose for Cork like they do need a massive victory I do think that they will get the victory against Galway I do see them coming out of the group but I think they're going to be very very hurt and wounded from the the loss to Kilkenny Yeah well it certainly wasn't uh, I don't think in the script they are no. oh, my headphones down a little bit they are down a little bit yes I need to turn them up a bit Right let's move along then to group 2 because there was a couple of games in this uh, and that is the last lot of games and it was Antrim versus Derry uh, Blade in Glen Arif. this was victory for Derry by 10 points the other game was Wexford and Carlo the Carlo were in this game for long periods of the time but Wexford really pushed away out of it and coming away with a 4-13 to 1-10 victory um, so first of all let's go with Derry Derry good win they topped the group yeah. on 9 points three wins from three kind of expected a small little bit in that one yeah kind of was really wasn't it I suppose well, they have been playing so yeah, well and scoring very well unbelievable scores just, like looking at what they're after raking up 948 in three games yeah isn't that crazy and only and conceding only 190 yeah. <laughs> like that's re like their backs must be there's teams in the senior level that's not scoring that and they're certainly not conceding that few scores either like it's yeah. it's crazy plus 53 score difference out of three games which means they do topple the group so we did say they were probably the ones to be watching out for intermediate this year they were really flying high yeah. and it certainly is proving that way at the minute the other result then actually puts Wexford now through um, mm-hmm. to the quarter finals because they did beat Carlo and we had great aspirations for Carlo. We did. We really did. Yeah. We thought they were going to do something. Needs a result in Wexford. Unfortunately, they didn't get it. And now, because of the result, they're actually in relegation problems. I know. It's such a blow. It's such a massive blow to Carlo. It really is. Like I feel like isn't there some scale at the the the, the, the or some height from the scale though? Because one, you win the game, you're in an All Ireland quarterfinal potentially. Yeah. You lose depending on the other results, and you're staring down the barrel now of a relegation battle. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like it really, really is. And you know, I suppose Carlo have been doing so well this year. Like they, you know, they've definitely kind of lifted their spirits. They got a good, they got a good league win. They competed in a Leinster final, and then I suppose like the first day out they had against Antrim 
it was probably you know getting the draw was a huge thing for them it was because the fact that they had to go to Antrim as well like I would have considered that a really good result for them we did at the time as yeah. well and it was and then just unfortunately Derry yeah the Derry I think Derry, the way, Derry just seemed to be like really just a step above a lot of teams there at the moment but I think even the defeat to Derry probably demoralised them a small little yeah, bit because you know to bounce back from that it well. is um, and they were in this game for long 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 periods of time they actually led the, the game for um, a period of time as well but just Wexford I think they got a couple of quick goals in succession there and it really just knocked the stuff out of Carlo but look they are bottom of the table they just have to bounce back now very very quickly mm-hmm. prepare for a relegation battle whether they're in the first game or not you know yeah. maybe they might be better off to play in the first game win that and they don't have to worry then about a second game yeah exactly like I think I think they, I, I don't think they should be relegated to be honest with you I think they're good enough to play at intermediate um, I think there are other teams there that are that are weaker than them that could do with going back down to junior level and like regrouping and you know developing themselves again I think Carlo are certainly they're in the right grade they just need a little bit more experience and just to keep going like they've had a good year like I know not qualifying but they've had they've had a good year they had so far but yeah. if they do get relegated out of this which oh, the help of God won't adjust yeah. yeah it really will um, and especially with all the, the hurling and the football exploits and the way things were going for them yeah. you know just to, to hold on to intermediate status now for next year will certainly be a priority for yeah. Chap Clear for the, the coming weeks exactly um, and we will know who they're going to play uh, on Saturday evening there was another lot of matches that was played last weekend as well these kind of went to script to a certain degree Agree because we did predict that Kerry was going to beat Leash, even though it was a good haul up for them to go to Rat Downey. Mm-hmm. I don't think, though, we predicted that Westmeath was going to beat Meath no. in that game, and they did fairly well as well because it was 4 11 to 2 7 was the final scoreline in that one. But the result does mean that Westmeath and Meath both qualify out yeah. of the group, which is. Heartbreak for Kerry. Huge. I was so I was I was literally banking on Kerry coming out of that group. I really, really was. Personally I think it's a shock that Westmeath came out of it. I know they're good and I thought this group was probably was definitely probably the hardest group in it because there was there was three really, really strong teams. Um but yeah, heartbreak for Kerry. I, I, I devastated that they're not going to the knockout stages. But you know, Westmead's. I think they'll the be. Table dis- there well. I, I think they'll be devastated as well. To yeah. be fair, because they were flying so high, mm. league champions. You yeah. know, going very, very well. Yeah. Good aspirations are coming out of that group, but yeah. you just can't predict sport. No, you certainly can't. And it looks like that draw match probably didn't do them the world good. Like no, you know. no, no. And that draw match certainly has pushed Westmead just that. What do we say about yeah, draw games? Like they, they can kill you or they'll literally put you, keep you going. Like, and I suppose, you know, Westmead, that vital point there has literally just put them to the top of the group. It certainly is, which means currently, then, as we say, Kilkenny is true as group winners, uh, Derry is true as group winners, and Westmead is true as group winners. So the same will apply as the senior. There will be three of those teams put into a pot. Two teams will come out of that pot. They will go 
go straight into the All-Ireland semi-finals with the other team remaining and they will play then with the other teams that is going to be left in it we do know that Meath has qualified we do know that Wexford has qualified the question is is it going to be Cork or Galway that's going to be in that draw well we will have to wait and see until Saturday evening how that's going the final round of matches also took place in the Glen Dimplex Premier Junior All-Ireland Championship in Group 1 there was a big win there for Tipperary over Cavan Um Tipperary flying there at the minute uh, just checking on Group 2 there was a huge result on you for Armagh huge result yeah 6.39 they put up on the scoreboard massive I'm not going to tell you what the result was for, or the score was for Offaly that's not fair to poor Offaly but it was a huge result for them and in the other game then uh, Limerick had victory over Mayo not by so much a big score but no. it was 2.9 to 10 points so that was fairly close enough then in group 3 Roscommon losing out to Clare and Clare coming away with a big victory there mm. and Tyrone putting up 122 on the scoreboard loud scoring 1-3 but 122 is a fantastic score, score in yeah. Camogie which means that in group 1 Tipperary are qualified out of that group with 6 points uh, Armagh is also qualified with Limerick both Armagh will go through as group winners and Clare and Roscommon are still true but Clare will go through as group winners there as well um, and I'm assuming that there potentially could be that's one two three four five six would that be right six teams left in it yes I think that's it so um, that concludes this. It, it's hard to believe actually that we are only about a month give or take it maybe a little over before we play an All-Ireland final one two three four Hopefully five weeks please God but I, I'm just talking in general the yeah. All-Ireland final is going to be over in five weeks time yeah. crazy and then the club championship gets going yes you know. oh, great Jesus, we have to do the draws for them yes God oh, no, that gives, <laughs> no that gives me a fixtures headache can we please extend the inter-county season for a little bit longer no we need to shorten it <laughs> We need to shorten that the inter season. Give us a longer club season. <laughs> well, yeah, so that, that's for a different debate anyway. Um, right, I thought I was going to get to play a little bit of information, but maybe we can't. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to postpone it until next week. But um, it is obviously the fact that there was a protest before all of the female games that went ahead at the weekend. Um, I caught up, actually, if you want to listen back to it on full time. Uh, which is available through the scoreline.ie website and it'll be up uh, in the morning. I caught up with GPA Welfare and a Development Officer. Am I right? I'm about to give poor Kate now um, her correct table. Madam Producer, where is my piece of paper with all of my details on it? Uh, have I got it there? I have here it is here um, the GPA Welfare and Engagement Officer Kate Kelly actually did join me um, Kate is a nine time All-Star former Wexford uh, Camogie player as well and she is now involved with the GPA and she had some fascinating insights of what the protest exactly was about um, what they're hoping to get out of it why the protest was going ahead in the first place um, so it really is some interesting stuff if you want to hear back from her but we also 
did catch up with Kleena Nihei who is a Carlowell GFA uh, footballer at the weekend and I know this is predominantly a Camogie uh, podcast but when you have female uh, participants getting together from the GPA and showing solidarity with one another um, throughout the whole country you know these things obviously merge into one another but we will actually hear from Kleena and our own Michelle Teen from Kilkenny who is the uh, GAA players rep and we'll be discussing that next Monday as well and maybe there might be a few additional things that have happened since then but yeah I don't know whether you want to say anything on it or not this evening. It's kind of it's yeah. It's like I think we. I think we just at the moment just have to just be conscious about it. Yeah. Um. Just very conscious about what the girls are doing, what they're trying to, I suppose, get from it. Um. And like, listen, I think it would be very wrong to say that everybody has their back and everyone has their support, like we do. Um. And. Th- I think it's just the basics. Um, like there's been an awful lot of stuff that has been maybe put up online and some of the comments are just very childish. Yeah. Very, very childish comments. But, Look, you know. Yeah, you have to be involved in a setup to know yeah. what goes on there. Exactly. I mean, Kleena alludes it to it. I mean, the Carlo LGFA, um, the county board, etc. do look after their players like mm-hmm. such. We've been chatting to other county boards as well. They're not actually here and I haven't got the audio so I'm not going to mention yep. who those county boards, yeah, etc. Yeah. are. But they do look after the mm-hmm. players, etc. The issue in that is some counties don't. Yeah. Like, now, whether that is predominantly for they don't have the funds to do mm. it or they're not getting cooperation from the, the GAA clubs etc because I had this um, issue with Kate because Camogie and LGFA really are the behest of the GAA clubs we've said this before and if they can't get mm. decent enough facilities from GAA clubs they're really at a crossroads Yeah, and I did say this to Kate that maybe this is not an association issue that maybe it's a government issue that they need to start putting infrastructure into place for the likes of female sports yeah. to get them the facilities that they do require mm. because let's be fair the GEA has built up their facilities over the last 100 and whatever years um, and it's very I won't say it it's very wrong on people to say that the GEA should just give facilities over etc you know to mm. females but on the other hand the females are putting in so much work and effort and time that they deserve the best of facilities yeah, to absolutely. have available to them like so you know it's a balancing act and something does uh, need to be done now there is a lot of work being done within mm-hmm. very good counties um, most of them are around us mm-hmm. here there's a lot of good counties in Leinster yeah. um, etc so yeah we just we, we need to be careful yeah I mean um, we're very lucky in Kilkenny as well we are well I think we yeah. are anyway um, you know I think our neighbours uh, I know with Carlo LGFA they said they're very lucky mm. Um I think if I was talking to Chap Clear uh, mm-hmm. in the morning or even this evening, he probably would say the same thing about Carlo Camogie. Yeah. Um, you know, okay, you're not going to be able to get everything. No. You know, there's not a, a, a glorious pot of gold or uh, mm. an endless pot of money that is there available yeah. either. But um, I think down this direction, we, we are fairly lucky in it. But look, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it um, develops. You know, the three associations, they are waiting. We know the Camogie Association, through their statement, last week are expecting a bit more data um, in-depth data that they requested from the GPA to see where they then go from that so at least there is engagement um, there from them um, and they have to be commended for that as well so hopefully that whatever 
direction that the GPA and the players' bodies themselves go in with this, that uh, something can be sorted out uh, for everybody involved because it has been said the last thing you want to be doing is focusing on a protest before championship, etc. You want to be at your best and you want to be able to concentrate on games, etc. So we'll wait and see with anticipation mm-hmm. of how this is going to develop, where it's going to develop into it, and if there is any breaking developments in it, we will be able to let you know, etc with them mm-hmm. right that is about it I didn't think we were going to go as long tonight but uh, unfortunately these things you just don't know when it comes to podcasts and games etc but well done again to our winners Dixborough and Tullaher in the Fela congratulations to our neighbours Bagnallstown Gales who won the uh, Division 3 Hurling Fela as well um, and well done to all of the organisers around for all of the Fela competitions because I know there was regional hurling and camogie failures in Kilkenny over the weekend as well so well done to everybody involved it is a great competition um, and hugely delighted that people oh excuse me are taking part in but for this evening here from ourselves um, I think it's nearly time to sign off but don't forget our podcasts are available wherever you download your podcast from um, through all of the channels it is available through the Scoreline Sports website on scoreline.ie it's also available on the KCLR app and we are there every Tuesday and we will be including the club championships when they start back up in a couple of weeks time and we can't wait to get sorted and started into that but for the time being we will be back again with you on Saturday evening live from UPMC Nolan Park for round three of the Glen Dimplex Senior Camogie Championship between Kilkenny and Tipperary we will then be back again with another Come On Kind episode with ourselves next week as well but for the time being it's a very tired Martin and Anya signing off here from the KCLR studios in Kilkenny. So until next week, it's goodbye from the two of us. Good luck. Bye. She's riding it. She's taking it. Goal for Kilkenny. It's in the net. They're matched their physicality wise. And, you know, they're going with them to every ball there. Outstanding game. You find your pace over. This this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Oh